Today we're serving another cup of tea within our Shadow Work series, this time on the variety of tools available to help us when doing the work. We'll discuss crystals, the importance of journaling, self-care, and how working with dark goddesses and a good therapist can provide the safe container needed to release and heal from past wounds and trauma. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth to. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at ofstarlightatmoonbeams.com. So, hey, Christy, what's in your cup this week? Today I am drinking in my physical cup ice water again, which is actually making me chilly. It's our first kind of fall day down here in Florida, which is really unusual. We usually don't get it to like January, (laughs) but it's (laughs) nice. So I've been kind of digging it, but um, I really wish I had some tea made right now. That was nice and warm. Um, For my life cup, just got back from my trip seeing you and Nevada and Lake Tahoe and California. And it was such a magical trip. I can't wait to share more about it, which I will be doing. And the other thing I've really been working on the past couple of days, which is getting our new YouTube channel going. And so that is going to be called Magical Meanderings. And we will have more info and links and everything on it coming soon. And yeah, that's um, getting going because it flows right into another big announcement we'll be sharing maybe next week. And so, but also watch our social medias because we'll be sharing it before then um, on the socials before our next podcast. Lots of exciting things. We've been hinting at it for weeks and it's all coming together like right now, (laughs) like this week and next week. (laughs) So lots going on. Um, It's definitely keeping my cup overflowing um, in a good way. I mean, it is a lot to do, but it's in a good way because it's, I'm passionate about it and it, it's my soul's calling, you know, I feel really connected to it. So it's not the kind of overwhelm, like that you just want to go hide under the blankets and never come out. Yeah. It's the kind that actually gets me excited to get up in the morning. Yeah, so excited. And yeah, I went through a lot in my retreat when I was in California. A lot of soul work, inner work. There was some shadow work for sure, some releasing. Um, There was some triggering of things that it was actually good for me to get a good um, understanding of where I am in my healing because... 
Yeah, it was triggered, but it was actually able to alchemize it pretty quickly. So that was good, but it also showed me, you know, and this is the case, people, and we'll be talking about it as we continue with our shadow work series, is it's never really done. It's just each time you go around, you go a little bit deeper. And then there's going to be times where, you know, like I did, where you're tested, you're initiated, and you can gauge how you respond and how far you've come. I know in the past it would have taken me days to get over that but it took me like an hour or so and I can talk about it now and I can see the benefits out of it as you can tell so it's a good thing to be tested like that and to be quote-unquote triggered and see how you respond now obviously if you respond not in a good way that's what we'll be talking about for this shadow work yeah just know when you ask a divine mother or you tell her that you want to release something, she is listening and she's going to test to see how serious you are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was kind of my experience. It was like, I want to release this. And she said, oh yeah. Okay. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh crap. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, oh oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Did I really say that? I really want that. (laughs) It's all good. It's all for the best benefit of each of us when we go through that. So I think that for the most part is what's in my cup right now. What about you, Belinda? Well, in my cup today, I have some like dregs of iced water. I mean, trying to uh, drink more just because I've been sick. That's what's been happening in my literal (laughs) cup uh, in my life. I went, yeah, you came and visited and we just had such an amazing time at Sedona. Um, I really loved how we were led places. And Mm -hmm. I know for myself, I really pushed myself past where I had set my limitations, like with hiking. And then I found myself crawling up, (laughs) climbing up a rock to sit there and just that realization of, oh shit, I did that. Like, Okay, hold on one thinking. second. <laughs> it was not a rock. <laughs> it was a very tall boulder. I mean, a stack of boulders. I mean, if, if you, you got to look up on uh, Google, <laughs> if you don't know what the Sedona Red Rocks look like, because this was not, it, you're making it sound like, you know, oh, I just sat on a rock. I climbed up this rock. It was <laughs> enormous. I mean, it was probably at least twice as tall as us. So, yeah. Cause I know <laughs> when I got up there and I sat down, I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> How am I going to get down? I guess I'm stuck <laughs> up here. And, and that feeling of, cause yeah, we, we went to go visit the vortex of feeling that energy pulse through, but also that, uh, that feeling of, Whoa, I'm high. And yeah, I, I joked about, you know, bum shuffling down to to crawl down like so I didn't fall and then going back up there again for a photo without even thinking about it. And so I was like, okay. And so, yeah, it was such an amazing, like, I love spending time with you. And I loved that we went to Sedona and just the experience that we had, the energy that we felt. I loved that uh, the we went to Bell Rock Canyon. We went to that vortex 
uh, on Mabin. And then the next day, through a suggestion of a dear friend of ours, Rosie, we went to Boynton Canyon and we went to go see the Kachina woman Vortex. And so I just love how everything just worked out. And we ended up, because Mabin is all about balance, it's the second time in the year, right, where where mm-hmm. the feminine and the masculine are balanced and, and light and dark is balanced, as balanced as it can be. And we ended up and had this amazing experience at the canyon that the vortex energy is specifically for balancing. I remember mm-hmm. just coming off just feeling so good and so present, so in my in myself. I don't know how else to explain it. Just I felt good. I felt the best I'd, I'd ever felt about myself and like I could do whatever whatever I put my mind to. And then, you know, I went to go see a best friend and spent a couple of days with her and came home and got the crud. And that's where I've been for the past week is yeah. just trying really hard to give myself the time and the grace to heal. That has been a big thing of, oh my gosh, my house needs clean. Well, you know what? It's just going to have to wait. There are priorities and there are things that that need to be done each day and those will be met. But everything else, all those things that I thought were so important and, you know, and, and those things that I tell myself have to be done. Yeah. Yeah. They they stopped for a week and I didn't feel bad about it, which was a new thing, too. Like it, it I went to bed knowing my house was dirty not dirty, but messy and cluttered messy, and needed yeah. cleaning and picked up and stuff like that. And so, yeah, um, just I'm on the other side of that. This is, I think, the second day where I feel human again enough to try and do things. But in the back of my mind, remembering, hey, you're still coming out of being quite sick and don't push yourself. You know, mm-hmm. now you can look at some of those other things that you said weren't important. You can pick one or two of them but not go off and have to conquer Rome in a day. Cause that's, that's right. my mentality. That's my mindset. Like, Oh, I've been sick. Now everything that I need needed to get done in that week has to be done within the next couple of hours. And then <laughs> I stress myself out. And then I wonder why I start getting sick again. So yeah. it's been, it's been an interesting thing and just trying to, find that balance, that feeling that I felt in Sedona again. I have that to hold on to of, okay, this is what that felt like. I can do the things that I want to do as long as I have that balance of if I work hard, I need to play just as hard. If I'm working or moving, then I need to give my myself time to rest. I need to, yeah, find the balance enough to go with the flow. And so, yeah, that's what's been going on this week. And now, of course, when you're sick for a week, you have a week's worth of stuff to catch up on. So I'm slowly looking at that. I went out to my garden. It is it is releasing. It's so sad. It's releasing Um, every day. I see new signs like my cucumbers. Oh, my gosh. They were so beautiful like a week or two ago. And yeah, it's it's. It's almost done. My overachiever sweet cherry bush is an overachiever. And it's like, it ain't over till it's over. 
So <laughs> it's still got stuff like monster cherries on there. Um, and then I found a hornworm yesterday and they're destructive little bastards. Like not so much like the squash, but one yeah. little hornworm can destroy your plant. And so I shrieked because it scared the shit out of me. These yeah, things big. are big. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they've got these dots that look like eyes and I shrieked. <laughs> but then I got excited. And Mark's like, what are you excited for? And I'm like, I'm a real gardener. I'm a real gardener. And he just looked at me weird, like you're celebrating this thing. And I was like, yeah, because I've been looking on TikTok and all these gardeners that I admire and stuff, they're talking about this. And I'm like, oh, I don't see it. I've never seen one. And so it was my silly way of saying, oh, I'm a real gardener now. Like I've been initiated, as someone said on Facebook, by yeah. having this hornworm. And I was like, okay, I don't need to be initiated anymore. It, 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 I've experienced this. It, it can go through here. Same with squash bugs. But yeah, my garden, it's, it's, it's releasing. And it's time. And I can feel it in me too that it's, I'm ready for a rest. I'm ready just as the earth will rest and my garden will rest. I'll rest. Of course, I'll yeah. do other things. But, but yeah. And then also, because I'm an overachiever, three weeks till I put my Christmas decorations up. So yay. <laughs> three oh, weeks the first they go that up me, and so it makes me kind of sad because i put out a couple of fall halloween stuff right before i left but now i'm all in this van life mode so i haven't really pulled out all my stuff now i don't, I don't even know what i'm going to do with it i have a whole box just for fall and halloween and you can come here yeah <laughs> I'm part of the um, relocation <laughs> program. <laughs> remember last year for our retreat, I had my my office set up so beautifully. I have this beautiful, my favorite tapestry of all the ones I own is fall colors. And I was just thinking about it yeah. the other day. I was like, I need to be taking stuff off the walls, not putting it up. So yeah, I'm kind of sad about all that. But they, those will be coming with me, the tapestries. I'm going to figure out a way. I will have an altar in my van. I will, when you see me on ceremonies, which we hope you listeners will start coming to you, more of you, and we'd love to have you, but I will have something set up for those because that's just such a big part of me and what we'll be doing. Um, But yeah, and now you're saying like three weeks till we decorate for Christmas. I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) November 1st, as soon as Halloween is done, as soon as Samhain is done. Christmas. Well, I'll still have some Samhain stuff up, like especially in my office and my altar will be that because I won't decorate for Yule quite yet. But yeah. yeah, that's when I start moving things around in my house and the Christmas stuff comes out my trees. I'm going to do a Yule tree this year. So that is super exciting. And so cool. I'm excited for that and all the twinkle lights. And that's when I go yeah. a little crazy. Like Christmas is my jam. Just so you all know, she doesn't even put it all away. (laughs) I've been at her house. I know now. (laughs) I still have the wreaths up in my kitchen. And yeah. Whatever brings you joy, my love. Awesome. I always buy something new too. So yeah. I think it's fabulous. And especially if it makes you happy, which it does. That's what matters. And speaking of, let's just... Say right there, that's do what brings you joy. 
to all of our listeners. Find what that is and be true to yourself. I guess that's what we'll shine the starlight on today is just being true to you and your authentic self and your soul. That was my card today too, is um, being loyal, not just to other people, but to yourself and what your soul needs. So that's our message for you today. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Be loyal. There is always something fun and magical going on in the world. And of course, with the starlight and moonbeams, um, especially now with so many things in the, in the works and we're getting ready to announce things, subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly news, um, updates on our offerings and some exclusive gifts and promo codes from the shop. You can also hit subscribe and the follow button on your app to queue up new episodes as soon as they drop. And of course, follow us on the socials because that's where you'll get a lot of the news. Find everything through our link tree, which is in the show notes. Also, please consider leaving a review or a comment, something that lets other listeners know what you liked about the episode so that they can tune in too. So in this episode, we are serving the tea on more shadow work, and specifically, we'll be talking about tools you can use. So in our last episode, we gave an introduction, um, some kind of surface level um, information about what shadow work is, why you want to do it, why this is the season for it. And so today we're going to give you some suggestions for allies to help you through this work because it can get messy. It can, um, as we discussed, be kind of scary because you're diving deep into emotions and situations and past memories that you might not really want to do, but you know is necessary for your healing progress. And so it's always helpful to have some tools to work with to give you that energetic support uh, to lean on and to remind you of why you're doing this or, you know, as an ally, as a companion, as a guide. Um, So we'll be sharing some of those. We're going to start with one of our favorite types of allies and that is crystals. So Belinda, tell us what are some crystals that are really good for shadow work? I love crystals. Um, And it's fitting too, because (laughs) it's fitting because as I look at my desk in front of me, I actually purchased some, like I've had these crystals that we're going to talk about, but I went and bought a few more specifically because (laughs) if you could see Christy right now she's like of course you did (laughs) I don't think there's a crystal I've met that I haven't loved and wanted to take home but I I was looking for specific pieces this year to work with especially with shadow work because there's there are certain triggers there's certain things that I'm hoping to work through and I've started working through so that when I go into 2024, I'm a little lighter in some of that mm-hmm. emotional baggage that I carry so that I can shine even brighter. So let's get started. Um, one of the first crystals that I bought uh, right in uh, the beginning of my journey a couple of years ago was selenite. 
And selenite is a beautiful crystal to work with because it removes those energetic blockages. It's one of those crystals that cleanses everything. It cleanses your aura, your, your chakras, uh, energetic blocks. It will cleanse your other crystals if there's anything negative there. It amplifies them just the same as um, clear quartz does. It, it amplifies them. And the thing I love, it transmutes that negative energy. It takes it and it changes it so that it becomes something that you can work with. And so the thing that I would add with selenite is that you do not get it wet. It's like a gremlin. You don't get it wet because it will, it doesn't like it. It will start to crumble, that kind of thing. So yeah, selenite is perfect. In fact, I have selenite, a stick of selenite above my front door. That's a great one to, to get started with. Another one is smoky quartz. I just bought a sphere of it and a necklace. It is a great grounding crystal, which is what you want to do when you're going into like looking inner and you're going into that darkness, those things that you've hidden within your shadow, you, you need to stay grounded so that you don't spiral. So you don't mm -hmm. get caught up in those emotions again and kind of get lost in it again and, and almost re-traumatize yourself in it. It keeps you grounded. It keeps you grounded to your purpose, um, your intentions of actually doing shadow work. Um, and it keeps you, yeah, grounded to your divine source. Yeah, the divine source and to the present moment. Because when you're doing that shadow work, you can get lost in the past and yeah. start drowning there. So it keeps you grounded into right now. Reminds you that you're here. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you're someone who deals with depression and anxiety, it's, it's vital because you don't want to get swept mm -hmm. up in that again. Your whole mm -hmm. point is that you're wanting to let go of things. You're not wanting to hold on. So it's a great one right. for that. Just like selenite, it transmutes that negative energy. Um, it helps you to release old memories. Um, it helps lift your mood. And it's a great protective crystal too. It has that great protection energy. The same with obsidian, which is the next crystal that works really well, which is actually volcanic glass. It's beautiful. It's a great protective crystal. It kind of acts like a shield. It absorbs and repels that negative energy and any ill intent. Um, it is beautiful for purification of cleansing, of washing away and getting rid of all the stuff that kind of sticks to us when we go through trauma, when we go through life, those triggers. Um, it helps kind of it helps you to transform. It's very supportive that way. It helps you to transform things. It helps you to transition from one level to a, a higher level. Um, it also, what I love about it is it helps you know who you truly are. It helps give you that support, which is what you want when you're going in and, and doing shadow work. All, it helps you see into the shadow of who you are, who you've hidden, that gold that we talked about last, last week. There's gold in there. It helps reconnect you with that and it helps you discard all the, all the lies that we've told ourselves, all the things that we've kind of fashioned ourselves into that we're not. So it helps us realign with our higher self. Another thing to add for obsidian, especially really polished pieces, 
is you can use it for scrying work, which is relevant to shadow work because, and it takes practice, but it's really holding the piece and you want a nice polished piece and focusing in on what you see within that blackness. And when you start to soften your awareness and soften your gaze, your intuitive mind will take over and it can help you see as Belinda was saying, you know, see who you truly are because it will start coming forward for you. So if you are someone who does divination or scrying, black obsidian or even golden sheen obsidian can be very helpful um, with that and connecting into that inner wisdom that's within you that you probably hid in the shadows. We do tend to do that. For various reasons. So um, the next one is black tourmaline. Another great powerful protective crystal. It's all about encasing yourself in that protective energy while you're going within. Because you do become vulnerable. Um, and so it offers that level of security so that you're able to do those things. Because like Chrissy said earlier, shadow work is... It, it can be scary because you're having to face the things that you'd rather not, the things that you've hidden, um, the things that you've buried. And so it's a great protective. It alleviates stress and worry. Um, I love that it helps you develop that personal and emotional strength, which is needed because once you're in the shadow and you've seen it and you've healed, you then emerge out of that shadow uh, with that piece of you, you know, and you, you're, you need that emotional strength to then take what you've learned, apply it, integrate it, and, and to move forward with it. Um, I love that obsidian helps you balance that feminine and masculine energy. And this was interesting. Um, it removes past life curses. <laughs> and so, like, if you're someone who believes in that, like, past life, if, you know, it's something to work with, especially since October and Samhain, is to do with ancestors. So who knows? Yeah. And before we move on to the next ones, um, let's talk about that for a minute. Because for one, why you want protection is because you're, you are delving into those areas that hurt you in the past. And so when we are talking protection, we're talking about protecting your energy, your, your energetic field. And not letting those toxic energies from the past flow into and disrupt your current, your present energetic field. And so that's one way of how these crystals work for protection because they put up that protective energy. Also, when you're talking ancestral work, which I'm glad you brought that up because it is part of shadow work really because a lot of what we put in the shadows has been generational wounds. They have come, yeah. you know, our, our mothers and their mothers and their mothers and their mothers have passed those down to us. And you, most of your wounds that you can look back now, obviously you might have traumatic experiences that are not related to your mother, but the ongoing ones, that generational healing that you want to do, that's where the ancestral and the shadow work tie together. And because the veil is thin at this time of year, as well as at Beltane, but this time of year, it's really to connect in with 
those ancestors. That's what Samhain is about. That's what Los Dios Muertos, the Day of the Dead is about, All Souls Day, you know, all of that. That's about connecting in with your ancestors. And you definitely want to be protected as soon as you are opening yourself up to connect with that which is beyond our physical world, um, the spirits and the ancestors. You want to have protection to ensure that you're not bringing back any kind of energy um, that you don't want to be carrying with you, like those curses. Um, but also just, you know, I I personally don't believe in the devil, but I do believe there are unhealed spirits out there who yeah. – because they're unhealed, they're they're angry or they're vicious or cruel or whatever they are, and you don't want to bring that with you. Um, so that that these stones also help protect your energetic field from that. And then um, just a couple more that I want to bring up because I know the next ones you're moving into are support you getting into the light side. So while we're still here in this yeah. shadow and um, ancestral is also your ancestral type crystals, your root crystals. And this includes your petrified wood. I have a piece that I just got I've never seen before. It's called um, petrified palm root. And it's palm roots that, you know, ancient, ancient palm roots that petrified in the same way that the trees did, you know, millions of years ago. And it ha- it is so grounding and it just really pulls my root down. Um, so those are, you know, septarian is another one. Those are good ones. Ammonite and amber, those are, you know, all ancient. Those are fossils. So any of those, you know, are ancient and will connect you in with your ancestors and help you do that um, deep underground shadow work and generational healing and past life healing as well. So want to make sure I we got that. those <laughs> um, Chrissy's right because that was one thing that was important to me when I'm going the different crystals, the ally crystal allies that we can use when doing shadow work. It's important to have the stuff that will protect us, that will transmute it and, and give us that kind of um, grounding and things like that. But I also felt that especially when it comes to healing past wounds and And the whole point of doing shadow work is to shine brighter. It's to be more whole, more aligned with our higher self. So I wanted to add two crystals that I think were, and there's many, and it's some where you can, you know, you feel free to go down the rabbit hole on Google and, and find something that speaks to you. But here are two examples of crystals that also help kind of soften it too and help uh, with the healing and that's rose quartz rose quartz is a crystal I never thought that I would love and it was because I hadn't done enough shadow work to love myself to me rose quartz it's about compassion and that self-love it transmutes the negative into love into that highest frequency it's something that helps dissolve old hurts and wounds it helps restore trust in self and others And it holds great therapeutic value because of the peaceful energy that it has, the harmonizing energy that it has. And for me, before I had healed enough to love myself more, rose quartz was everything I didn't want. And so it's funny to me, it is is the crystal that I'm drawn to now 
because I'm opening up to that energy. Um, and I know a lot of people who love it because it does, it, it just resonates that beautiful, not just love, but self love. And then I just, I added this crystal to it um, because I just picked this up on Saturday and my gosh, the power this crystal has, it's celestite and it is this beautiful blue crystal and it's again like rose quartz, it's um, compassion and self-love. It links you to your higher self, which is the, it's the reason behind shadow work because you want to be more you. You want to let go of all the, the icky and realign with your higher self. So it helps you link there. It helps connect you to your spirit guides, to the angels, to ascended masters, those that can help aid you as you go about. It promotes that peace of mind that comes in knowing, hey, I did the work. I did something hard. I went into the dark. I healed my my wound and I feel more whole. I, I'm good. And it helps then lead you to your higher purpose, which I think is the beautiful, one of the beautiful results of shadow work is that you're able to see through all the lies you told yourself, the darkness, you realigned with your higher self. And it's like, what can I, I could be anything now. I told myself I couldn't do that. Holy cow, I can do this. I, I can accomplish this. I could try this. It, it gives you that courage to be able to just really dream and manifest the life that you want and to create that magic. And so, yeah, definitely use those two crystals. I could talk forever about crystals, as you can see, because I love them so much. But yeah, those are just a few crystals that you can use for shadow work that really it's their jam they're there their energy is right there just to help no? yeah and if you want more ideas i believe we'll have some in um this month's moonbeams magazine so in uh gaia's gifts and also in our we have some special articles about shadow work too um so that will be out next week Okay, let's move on to the next thing that's very supportive for shadow work and absolutely required, actually, and that is self-care. Now, shadow work itself is self-care. It's the hard part, so make sure you do the nice parts, too, <laughs> the, and that's where yeah. you get to the bubble baths and, you know, indulging in a treat or, you know, taking some time out just for yourself to read a good book, to watch a movie, hopefully a feel-good movie, but whatever, you know, gets makes you happy. <laughs> so it's it's to balance out again that um, that light and that shadow. So you want to take care of yourself. Um, some other ideas are to walk in nature, to take the bubble bath. Um, meditation is absolutely you all probably know by now that I have a very strict meditative practice. And I say strict as in, I do not go a day without it. Even if I have to keep it short, I at least try to drop in and connect in with my inner self and my real wisdom so that I'm somewhat um, grounded as I face the day and everybody else's quote unquote wisdom starts trying to pile in on me, you know? <laughs> Movement, 
exercise, walks, any kind of movement, a swim if you're in a uh, if you have a heated pool or a place you can do that. Um, you really need to move that energy, and because as you are releasing it, if you are not doing something to actually get it out of your body, it's going to get stuck somewhere and you're going to get sick. That's what dis-ease is, is energy getting stuck in your body and wreaking havoc there. So you really need to move. And also release can come from, like I just said, walking, running, any kind of exercise. Also um, just shaking your body, dancing. That's a good way to get it out. Uh, you'll probably find yourself crying and don't berate yourself for that. It's not a sign of weakness. It is a release. Tears are a way of releasing emotion. So it's okay to cry. It's okay to scream, not at your loved one, scream into a pillow or go up you know, <laughs> an empty room or somewhere out in nature where nobody's yeah. around. That's a way to, to express, to get that energy out. And even burping and farting are ways to <laughs> get it out and yeah <laughs> you don't you really don't want to hold it in <laughs> it'll make you right <laughs> it, it's but, one of those things yeah even like clearing your throat singing mm-hmm. singing yeah and we've been told many times that exercise produces endorphins and that's what you need to transmute that negative energy so yeah One of the self-care things that is near and dear to my heart, because I know how much this has helped me, and I've noticed that there's not so much stigma as there used to be about it. Like, it used to be something's wrong with you if you go to therapy. Like, shadow work, it's hard. And sometimes when you go into the shadows, you find trauma there that is just too much. I have, I've survived abuse, sexual abuse, uh, bullying abuse, emotional abuse, all kinds of things. And it can get all twisted up in there. You know, it can leave you with things like depression, anxiety. It can go darker, suicide. It can go to things like self-harm. It can get pretty dark in there. And so... We wanted to encourage and to share, uh, to shine that light that it's okay when you go and do shadow work and crystals aren't cutting it, going and walking in nature, all the things that you can do for yourself at home aren't cutting it. It is okay to reach out and find a professional, someone who can hold a a safe um, environment, a safe container for you to explore your shadow someone who has been trained enough to guide you through it and to make sure that you don't get lost in it. That, that when you see something in your shadow that you're not quite sure, oh, they're there to help. And I wanted to share something because I've, I've done extensive therapy. And so that's why I can speak for it. And I know what a powerful tool it is. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It's about you. It's about you being your best self. And, and feeling good and, and healing. I was explained through one of my, uh, my older therapists is imagine that your soul, your inside, your, your shadows are like this house, this mansion. And each room contains a trauma. It contains a trigger. 
it, it contains a wound. It contains something that you've locked in that shadow. When, when I got told that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. So overachiever me, uh, that, that old me went and came back to therapy. And I was like, look at my huge mansion of trauma. Like, <laughs> ah, it's multi-level, multi-rooms. You know, I've got date rape in here and molestation in here. And I've got bullying here. And I've got all this and all these other things. And my therapist, very gently, oh, my gosh, I love that man. He, he showed me that therapy, yeah, it's about acknowledging that you've got rooms. It's about going into each room, looking at those shadows, shining a light. But it's not about revisiting each room to re-traumatize yourself. It's not about revisiting each trauma in detail. Because um, that's what I thought it was. How am I supposed to heal if I'm not telling you every single detail of what happened? He's like, no, 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 no. And to me, that reminds me of shadow work is you go in, you look at it, you shine a light, you don't re-traumatize yourself, but look, okay, this room holds this shadow and look how that shadow has left footprints in your daily life. Look how, okay, this trauma happened and because of it, this is how you view yourself. So when you run into this situation in your day-to-day life, this is why you react that way. This is why you get angry. This is why you're anxious. This is why you're depressed. This is why it shakes you. This is why you're afraid of this. This is why when you find yourself in this situation, you go silent. This is why you don't speak up. This is why you will beat yourself up. All those things that we do to ourselves, because they're all our uh, pieces of ourselves, our shadow. Therapy is not about re-traumatizing. It's about looking at those footprints that have been left in our daily life, how we view the world, how we handle life and our challenges, our limiting beliefs, our self-talk, and it heals that. Looking at it that way, therapy is a powerful shadow work tool. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have done half the healing that I've done. I wouldn't have come as far. I would not be on this podcast without therapy. I wouldn't have been an author. Frankly, I'd be dead because I would have killed myself or I'd be extremely depressed, self-harm. That's the kind of darkness, but that's the power of shining that light. And so now, because I've done that work, I, I can use crystals. I can do these other things knowing that if I need, like Chrissy says, sometimes it's like an onion. You peel it off. Oh, hang a second. I thought I did this shadow work. Oh, there's still a little shadow there. Let's let's go look. Let's let's see. Okay, shine the light. Okay. I have the option to go back and talk with someone because they hold that it's it's almost sacred. If you find the right therapist, they hold that container for you. And they make sure you're safe. They make sure you're protected. They they honor, they see, they listen, and they hold they hold you in that vulnerability. And it's important. And so, yeah, I can't even speak more highly of therapy. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm not ashamed of, of having therapy. It saved my life. And I know a lot of people feel that way. I feel like there's um, a need to say that there's, there's an in-between there. You can try it alone. And if you're feeling that maybe this is not something that you should be doing alone, 
therapy is absolutely a benefit and there's a need for it. And this is not to discount that at all. It's to um, offer an in-between there as far as um, your friends, your family, your support system. Um, If you feel like you don't have it or this is not something you want to take to them, there are women's circles they're like ours. There are, there's spiritual coaches out there who can help you. And the good ones will tell you, and absolutely, I say the good ones, absolutely all of them should tell you, unless they are trained in trauma, that they are also therapists, they will help you know when this is something that you just need to talk through, or this is something that you need to seek professional support with. And so it, it's, it's just, a, I guess, a hierarchy yeah. or a ladder, you know, that you have options. And because for some of us, um, therapists are in such high demand that they might be booked up or our insurance doesn't cover it and we, we can't afford it or whatever the reason is. And there are some amazing services um, virtual now as well, Headspace. So there's those options as well. Um, so seek out, I guess the message that we're trying to say is whatever support you need, don't be ashamed that you need it. Don't feel like you need to hide this part of you just because you put it in the shadow and hidden it from yourself. These are trained professionals who they're not there to judge you. They're there to support you and, and guide you through it and provide what you need to get through it and, you know, hold that space and be a listening ear and just give you a safe place to do this work. So yeah, there, there's um, there's a lot of resources out there for you that we hope that you will seek out, um, trust yourself and your knowing as far as when to do that. And just don't be ashamed of it. Don't feel like you're weak for yeah. somebody else because this can be hard work. Yeah, and it, it just comes back to that, what I said before of being loyal to your own soul. Who cares what everyone else right. thinks? Um, be loyal to yourself. Exactly. I know one of, I think it was last podcast, I shared in my starburst about a book about uh, the goddess of the shadow and it talked about the dark goddesses. I wanted to touch just real quick that that's another uh, avenue for those who are more com- confident and comfortable with it who are interested in working with the different goddesses, the different archetypes to help do healing work, to use them as an ally. Um, That's something that I loved about the book that I read. So I wanted to just add, like just add a, a few of the dark goddesses that the author had brought up and what lesson you can learn from them. If it's something that you're interested in, of course, for me, my girl Persephone, I love her and she's the goddess that I work with. She represents birth, death, and rebirth. She's the goddess of spring. History says that she was stolen by Hades and taken to the underworld. Yeah, against her will. That aside, what we learn from her is the beauty of duality. And the important lesson is that no matter what is happening around you, you mustn't lose yourself. She helps us to go into our shadow find out who we are and reclaim it. And she did that as an example in her own life where she was the goddess of spring. She was very sheltered by her mom 
uh, the goddess Demeter. And then all of a sudden she finds herself in the underworld and she's, she has these decisions to make. And she's someone who shows that she really, it didn't matter what her mom said or what her dad said or what her husband said, she found herself and she didn't lose herself in the expectations of others. And another thing is that she teaches us to um, not fall into that mindset of we're a victim to the world that we're not victims, we're survivors, and um, that everything has its time, its season. She has a lot of great, great, great lessons if she's someone that you would like to have as an ally to look to. And I wanted to leave Hecate because I know she's your girl, Christy. <laughs> or she's Maybe yes. I shouldn't be so <laughs> disrespectful, but she, she's a goddess that speaks to you. Right. Yeah, she does. She actually came to me a couple years ago now, and I shied away from her because she is a dark goddess and she is very powerful. She's an ancient, ancient goddess. Um, there's uh, stories about her in Greek mythology, but she was actually had cults and worshipers even before ancient Greece. So they're not quite sure how old she is, but she's been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So because she's powerful, um, she's known as the goddess of the crossroads and especially when three roads come. So you basically like a fork in the road or a T she's the one who makes, who stands there with you to support you, but challenges you to make a decision to choose which way you're going to go. She straddles those boundaries. Um, she's both light and dark. She's life and death. She's accepted it and unconventional. I did mention in a previous podcast how even Zeus was afraid of her. And it's because she is a powerful goddess for life, but she also her her kind of home is underworld, you know, and with the spirits. And there are stories that she can control the spirits and she is the goddess of witches and some say the goddess of necromancy. I don't know if I would go that far, but she does um, have that connection to the underworld and to the spirits there, especially those who have recently passed and young children. But she's also known as the torchbearer. She, she lights our way. She, that's what she did for Persephone. She was a loyal guide to Persephone to light her way through the underworld. And she also holds the keys. Um, she's a key keeper. And these are the keys that will unlock um, any challenges before us, any blockages that we perceive in front of us, any gates that we need to pass through for initiation, keys to our inner wisdom. I mean, she's the key keeper. She's got all of those keys. So she is here to show us that even in our fear, we can move forward. Um, she is here to support us and guide us with her light. So I am becoming more and more attuned and aligned in with Hecate. She's not all that before I had feared. So um, <laughs> yeah, she's definitely someone that you can work with for your shadow work. And last of all, um, I guess we saved the best for last, is 
journaling, the power and the importance of journaling when you're going Mm -hmm. through shadow work, because not only is it a method for you to process what you're going through, what you're thinking and feeling, but it's also you're recording and documenting your, your healing so that you can go back and read over it. Now, if you're like me that sometimes doesn't know, well, what am I supposed to do? That's the beauty of Um, if you go on to places like Pinterest or Google and stuff and type in journal prompts, they give, there's an insane amount of journal prompts that can help you kind of get started with um, diving into your shadows and stuff. And we've just got just a few here, just as examples to get you started until if you want to go and dive in. Things like, what labels do I use for myself? When you're describing yourself, what do you use? I used to say, I'm, I am depressed. Uh, you know, my depression, like, so I was labeling with myself. Oh, I am stupid. I'm a failure. That's the F word for Christy and I, we're not supposed to use it, but those are labels. What do you use for yourself? Are you using um, ones that disempower you or empower you? To go deeper with the labels, why do you label yourself that? Where did it come from? When did you first start thinking that about yourself? And that's where you really start getting into the shadows is digging out what started it all so you can heal that. When you heal that, you just automatically stop calling yourself that. You stop using those labels. You you exactly. become more aware when you're about to. And so that's where the the turnaround comes from. Because you're starting to use like, okay, what labels? Why do I use those labels? How do I use those labels? When you ask those questions, it, it's the those find out questions to dig deeper because that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. How does my inner voice sound? Do you talk nicely to yourself or do you beat yourself up? How do you talk? Like, what are those thoughts sound like? Do you remember a time when it didn't sound like that? Again, diving deeper. How about when do I judge myself the most and why? Also, when are you judging others? Because they are a reflection of you. When you are judging someone else for doing something, think, why Why is that important to you? Why does it bother you? Why are you judging them? There is a reflection there. Because often, yeah, we do judge ourselves and we can catch ourselves in it, but it's when we're judging others is when we're really looking at shadow work there because it's not obvious. It's not obvious. You know, when we're saying, oh, she shouldn't do that or he's so whatever, then, you know, catch yourself and write about that. Like, why did you think that? Why does it bother you that they're acting that way? Where does that stem from? Where did you, because that's a limiting belief there. There's somewhere there that you have a belief in something that you can explore further. I love that because it's sneaky. Those thoughts, those judgments Mm -hmm. are sneaky. It's easy to say, well, I judge myself because of this, but yeah, really flip it. Why am I judging this person? Why is what they're doing bother Mm -hmm. me so much? Why am I so triggered by someone posting something on Facebook? There's a great journal prompts, great ways to dive in. And then uh, just one last example is what parts of myself do I hide from others? This was a big one for me because, yeah, I, I started to realize that with certain friends and certain people, I was hiding things. 
oh, they didn't know anything about this. Why? Why do I feel the need to hide? Is it because I didn't think it was important? Whatever, you know, great questions. And, you know, use the ones that we Mm -hmm. just shared there just to get you started. Get yourself a nice notebook, a pen, or if you're like me, open up a document on on your computer and just really allow yourself the freedom and give yourself permission to be truthful and honest and authentic you know no one's gonna see what you're writing this is for you to see where your thoughts and the things that you're writing see where it leads you this has been an incredible episode in my opinion we have provided some great allies to get you through shadow work shadow work is not the easiest thing we've said that over and over again but you don't have to do it alone. And whether you use crystals or a therapist, all of it in between, or just some of it, um, don't go it alone. You don't have to. I will just add that the journal prompts are amazing and they can do so much work for you. I know journaling has been a huge help for my own healing to the point that I I could never keep a diary or journal since I was a kid all the way up until a few years ago. And now I do it daily. Um, And I keep multiple journals for different reasons, actually. Lean into whichever one of these allies you think will help you most. And if that's not working, find another one. We hope we've gotten you started. But there is so much great information also on the internet and in our upcoming October issue of Moomings Magazine. So Thank you very much for listening and let us know in the comments if you have any other ideas, um, tips, allies, crystal suggestions, anything you would like to share there. So Belinda, what starburst are you sharing today? Well, today I wanted to share a starburst on a organization that's near and dear to my heart. It is actually an organization that I worked with for many years, um, probably about 10 years ago, more than that. And that's the National Alliance of Mental Illness, which is called NAMI. And there are a, it's the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization that is completely dedicated to building better lives their website says for millions of Americans affected by mental illness, whether it's big or small, you know, they're there to help give you the support. And I actually used to be a peer support worker with them um, to help run groups for families who are dealing with loved ones that were having a hard time. And it's just a great organization. Um, I will put in the show notes. They have a website There's a 1-800 number that you can call. They have, if you text them and you can email them, just if you ever needed someone to talk to, they have a helpline. And so they offer some great resources to just, again, more tools um, in case you need it or in case someone you know needs it. So yeah, what about you, Christy? What Starburst are you going to share today? Well, that was a really great one. I am going to share um, a Starburst for Meditative Mind, which is a YouTube channel. And one thing we didn't have a chance to talk about is sound therapy and using music and sounds and self-edgio tunes, um, frequencies. There's so many out there that 
are healing. And actually there it was Nicholas Nikolai Nicholas Tesla who's originally said that the future of medicine is sound. Um, there is healing because that is a frequency. Oh, wow. Sound puts out a frequency and then your body responds to that. And so that's part of the self-care um, that I'm bringing this into. And Meditative Mind has, I don't know, thousands of videos with healing music. So check out their YouTube channel. I'm not sure if they're on Spotify as well. If so, we'll drop that in uh, the notes, but we'll definitely have the, the YouTube channel link there. And it's just something good to listen to when you're doing your journal or when you're having a cup of tea after working so hard or while you're taking your bath. It's just one more way to support you in this very healing work. I know that I listen yeah. to stuff like that when we're going to bed. So yeah, I know how how much it helps just to come. So yeah, even if you listen to it going to as you're going to sleep, every little bit helps. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. And just a side note here, we'll be taking a break from our shadow work series to talk about Scorpio season with our beloved astrologist, Jackie Sab. So that will be next week. Scorpios are known for their shadow tendencies. So we're not really all that far off um, the series, but you join <laughs> us for another cosmic tea party with Jackie. Remember that you can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Player FM, and several other places. If you go to our link tree, you will um, be able to click on the podcast and it will show you all the different platforms so you can choose your favorite. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email us at hellos at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.